Welcome back to our Middle School Matters podcast. My name is Tim Cavey and I'm the VCS Middle School Vice Principal. And my name is Mary DeBoer and I'm the VCS Middle School Principal. Here were some highlights from the week. First of all, going to the weather. Sunshine made an appearance on Monday and Tuesday. And Mary, that sure lifts the spirits. When the skies are blue and the sun is shining. Everybody's happier. It affects the mood. We don't think it does, but it it does. Then on Tuesday, Happy Lunar New Year, VCS. Uh, We have to give massive credit to Mrs. Grace Vu in the high school, who really took the lead on organizing some great Lunar New Year celebration events, including a lion dance performed by some of our high schoolers. They visited many of our classes, They were careful this year not to visit all of the classes without having some communication beforehand because I understand they terrified a few of the (laughs) a few of the younger classes last year. Yeah, yeah, last year I think the kindergartens and the and the grade ones were a little intimidated. (laughs) It was a little much for them, but no, what a fun atmosphere up on the second floor here with our middle school and high school communities celebrating together and The teachers had some dim sum for lunch, and it was just overall, uh, all all around, I should say, it was a a great day, and and just unifying, I thought, something fun to bring our entire community together. And then, of course, yesterday, Thursday, was our student-teacher-parent conferences, and that is quite a marathon for our homeroom teachers, but worth it. Um, They or hopefully you, if you're a parent listening to this podcast, were able to have a great conversation around the growth and development of each child. And the goal really was to celebrate them and to think about their passions, their interests, their strengths, and set some goals together for next steps of growth. Absolutely. And we have just a few uh, upcoming dates uh, in this month of February. And we are, we are already in February. Do you know we are halfway through the school year? Can you believe it? Crazy. I know. So Tuesday, February 8th uh, is the MDI survey for our grade 8s. And actually one thing that they did do this past week uh, was course selection for grade 9. So that happened today. So that was something, another highlight for grade 8s. Uh, Friday, February 18th is a professional learning day, so no classes on that day for K to 12. And then, of course, Monday, February 21st is family day, and there are no classes, so a great opportunity for a long weekend for families. And, uh, of course, we're hoping that some restrictions will be relaxed so that families can actually... uh, enjoy extended family time together, but we'll we'll have to wait and see about that. In other news, I sent out a notice to the grade six parents, and I'm not going to read the entire letter, but basically it related to this whole area, Mary, that is hard for us to understand sometimes, but it's something called social media trends. And we're not using the word trends in sort of just a general casual sense. We're talking about these initiatives, these ideas usually goofy, silly, kind of fun hashtags that sprout up on these different platforms and they sort of have a way of spreading like wildfire across these different platforms and incentivize or motivate youngsters to try these different things. And you can think of 
uh, now I'm dating myself here, but there years ago, there was an ice bucket challenge where you poured a huge bucket of ice water over your head. And yes. more recently, there's been one built around climbing up on a pile of milk crates. And that I remember that one because it didn't go very well. And TikTok <laughs> had to shut it down because so many people were getting hurt. So these social media trends, if you're not familiar with them, uh, it's something to keep an eye on, we think. We're not sounding the alarm bells. We're just saying in this complicated landscape, this online landscape that our children are in, this is something that uh, they will jump onto once in a while. And we saw a little bit of it in our middle school this week, which is why we're bringing it up with you. So I think as I wrote my letter to the grade six parents, and I'll say to all the parents, really just the takeaway once again is we just want to keep those doors of communication open with our kids We want to partner with them and find out what are they enjoying, what are they into, what are they thinking about, not in an investigative way, right? But just this is something that we want to walk with them together on. Right. And and I I would encourage parents to, you know, talk to their kids about social media and and in a way that is about learning more and, and like you said, not being investigative, but just being there to ask questions because we know that kids at this age are really doing a lot of the thinking with their emotional brain and not so much with their logical brain. And so they don't always think, if I do A, will B happen? No, they just think, I'll do A. And then afterwards, they're like, hmm, that was not such a great idea. Uh, So we want to ask lots of questions to get our kids thinking and hopefully shove some of that thinking back into the logical center of their brain, for sure. Well, thanks, Tim, for uh, sharing a little bit more about Uh, social media uh, with our grade six parents and I'm sure it won't be the last time that we do that that's okay but up next on the show I'm really excited because we're going to have the opportunity to get to know another one of our amazing grade seven teachers Miss Annika Brandt. We are now happy to be joined in the VCS studio by our 7B homeroom teacher, Ms. Annika Brandt. Annika, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. First of all, how was your week? And we should mention it was kind of a special week for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so my week, it was up and down. Um So this past Wednesday was my birthday, and the kids did not know, but were told later that morning by another staff person. So it was really sweet. Uh, We came back to class, and they were all seated in their seats, and I had turned my back to my desk to kind of get ready for our lesson, and they just started singing, Happy Birthday, and uh, they had all written me some sweet little notes. So I really appreciate it. So Wednesday... They were an amazing group, and I had a wonderful time talking to the parents yesterday. Lots of good conversations about student growth and goals for the year. Shout out to the awesome seven Bs. That really warms my heart. That's that great does. to hear. That does. That does. They, you know, they 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 love their teachers. They really do, and they they do find those small ways to make you feel special. So that's wonderful. It was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Well. 
We want to get dig in a little here and have you tell us about where you were born and where you went to school, particularly middle school. So I was born in a small town in southern Manitoba named Gladstone, also known as Happy Rock. And I must admit, I did not make that connection until I was older. Not old, adult old, but like maybe 12, that those were synonyms. Um, So we lived there for almost two years after I was born. My dad was working there. And then we moved to another kind of medium-sized town in Manitoba called Brandon. So two hours, two and a half hours uh, west of Winnipeg, not too far from the border uh, of Saskatchewan. So I did all of my schooling there, um, preschool, kindergarten, all the way to grade 12. And I went to a K-8 public school named École New Era. So it was a French immersion school. And then I went to École Nylon Secondaire, so French immersion high school also. So we didn't have a middle school, um, but yeah, K to, K to 8 were my younger years. Okay, wow. And so there, there comes the French. There comes the French for sure in teaching French these last two years. I know Manitoba, as you know, a little bit, and I know there are a lot of French communities historically have been there for a long, long time. Is that true in the Brandon area as well? Brandon has, um, there are some French residents in Brandon. So some of my teachers came from Francophone families. Uh, My best friend uh, came from a Francophone family. We had lots of Francophone students. We had um, some teachers and students also from Quebec who were in our school. But yeah, there's lots of small towns in southern Manitoba, including in Winnipeg, that are fully, fully French. All right. So, Annika, we're going back to that French middle, well, I think you said K to 8 school. K to 8 school. Give us a memory, Annika. Give us a flashback to middle school life. So, grade 6 was a rough year, but I'm going to keep it positive. (laughs) I've shared with my students already about grade 6. Grade 7 and 8, I had wonderful teachers, wonderful memories. Um, So, a highlight for me is at the end of grade eight in our school, it was a tradition in June to um, have all the grade eight classes. We travel to Quebec for a week. We come with our teachers. We have a couple of parent chaperones. It's kind of the reward for nine years, if you're there K to eight, for nine years of French immersion schooling to celebrate and really immerse ourselves in French culture. Um, So, you know, we did a lot of historical sightseeing We went to Montreal to see an Expos game. Um, We took a little cruise ship and got dressed up um, down um, St. Lawrence River. We had some time to be independent away from our teachers and just explore and go shopping. So in Quebec City, we went to Quebec City to see the fort and learn the history there. Yeah. How did you get down there? Was it by bus? No, we flew. So, yeah, I don't know. Are we going (laughs) to... Once I put this out there, the grade eights, are parents oh, yeah. going to be asking for a, a trip that involves airplanes? I don't know. but <laughs> A week away with our teachers in hotels and a handful of parent chaperones. Wow. Different time. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Nice, nice. Well, Annika, what actually led you into education? Like, when did you know that you wanted to be a teacher? 
So it came to me after university. Um, when I was little, I had all kinds of different dreams, um, different jobs that I wanted to be in. Um, most of them were science related. So I did my undergrad in chemistry in Montreal and then moved to Winnipeg to study theology and Bible. And while I was there, I also decided I wanted to keep learning. So I did two years at the University of Winnipeg and um, studied special education. So my stepping stone into teaching was working as an educational assistant. So I worked in Winnipeg for a couple of years um, in a high school, public high school. And it was the students at this public high school, challenging group of kids, um, loved them dearly, but a couple of them were the ones who said to me, why don't you have your teaching degree? Why aren't you teaching this class? Um, so that was really a boost of confidence and affirmation that if I could reach these challenging kids and they saw something in me and learned something in me, why wouldn't I take that stepping stone? So. And I'm, I'm just a nerd with the schools. So can you tell us Montreal... Winnipeg and then the high school. I'd love to know all three. So I did my undergrad in chemistry. I went to McGill University for those four years and then moved back to Manitoba, which was not the plan, (laughs) but it was God leading me, God's plan. So I went to uh, what is now called, or it's been called this for several years now, Canadian Mennonite University, where my dad had studied, my grandfather had worked there. So that's where I did my studies in Bible and theology and then went on to the University of Winnipeg. So I was working um, at Gordon Bell High School near right downtown Winnipeg. Yeah, lots of amazing cultures and and nations in that area. Well, and if I can just interject as well, you you actually started out um, doing EA work at VCS too, because you and I have worked together in that (laughs) capacity too. And I remember... When someone told me, do you know that Annika actually has a teaching degree? I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, so I was working in uh, Mrs. DeBoer's classroom, her grade six classroom, the last year that the old school was still standing. Yep. What? We worked together. I didn't realize you were in the old building. Yeah. Just for that first, yeah. that one year, the last year. Yeah. That's awesome. It brings back some warm memories. So... Let's talk about VCS and coming to VCS. What was your first memory of Vancouver Christian School? Um, (laughs) So I remember coming to the office. I think it was for my interview. And uh, one of our um, admin assistants had her nameplate on her desk on the counter. um, And I mispronounced it. That is what first comes to my mind the first time I stepped into this school to interview for an EA position. Um, but after that, I you know, realized very quickly how supportive everyone was because when I got hired for the EA job to support Mary's grade six room, um, I didn't start in August. I didn't start in September. And so, um, so many teachers from you know what we would now call the middle school grades And even teachers in the primary wing were coming to check on me. Like, how are you doing? How are the students? Are you finding what you need? The EAs were incredible in um, helping me to find resources. So everyone was very welcoming. And was that under Mrs. Quow? Yes, yes. So what is one thing that you appreciate about the life in the VCS middle school? 
it's um, the community aspect of I I like this like six seven eight they have their own little community because it's a particular kind of stage of development um, for them and their special activities that just middle schoolers get to do. But I really appreciate the staff in middle school. We have such a wonderful, supportive, and welcoming team. And we've had many new people join in the last few years, and everyone has found found their place. I so echo that. And sometimes when I'm connected with other education communities and I hear about, you know, some of the some Drama. not to, yeah, thank you that's a nice way to put it i am i'm instantly reminded how nice we have things right now yeah they um you know we all have um different life moments and people will check in on you they will pray for you they'll write notes and emails and cards bring you little surprise little little treats once in a while um and also celebrate life with you so good what is one part of your teaching this year that you are enjoying? Is there a particular unit or activity or subject that is lighting your fire? Um, first term, I really loved teaching the evolution unit to um, my students for science class and just helping them to see all of the connections over thousands and millions of years of how animals have adapted to different circumstances in life and how they can adapt and be flexible also. Uh, right now, I'm loving teaching poetry. And I told my students when I was their age, I did not like poetry <laughs> at all. And I don't even think in high school that I liked it. It wasn't until university that I developed an appreciation. And that definitely deepened as I have been teaching poetry. And so I know the students, it's not their favorite type of writing um, because it can be very personal, the stuff that I ask them to share their perspective, their opinions, their emotions, their memories, and asking them to dig deep. But I hope that at the end of the unit, they just have an appreciation for this style of writing. Mm -hmm. I remember last year, I was sitting in your classroom when you were teaching uh, one of your lessons on poetry, and I just, I, I loved the beauty of it, and I loved how well the kids connected to the poetry. I was, I was super impressed with that. So I think you've done a really great job in introducing poetry to your students. Mm-hmm. So what is one part of your professional practice that you would like to improve or learn more about? So something that I've been trying to do this year is more group work and stressing um, the collaboration part of group work. Sometimes students will come together and they divide up the work. You take this page, you take that question, and then we'll just staple it together in the end, right? Or we'll all submit it, your chunk, my chunk. Um, on a Google Doc, um, really, but really getting them to communicate the entire um, the entire task, the entire assignment. So supporting students with their collaboration skills, but also seeing how that all connects with their other core competencies of personal awareness or, or what are you bringing and preparing when you come to that group, being socially aware. So how are you including the ideas of others in your group? How are you communicating respectfully if you disagree with someone? Um, and helping some of the students um, to really develop their leadership skills, even if there's not a designated leader in that group. 
I really like your term of just stapling it together <laughs> because that, and that's true. I've done that so many times where kids can be in a group and they're still not really collaborating. They could be sitting beside each other. Yeah. They're in the same space at the same desk, but no one's talking. No one's looking at each other and they're all writing on their own piece of paper. Yeah, that's a, a big next step. Now, we are all learners. You'll remember our bulletin board at the beginning of the year. You don't have to go back to the very same thing, but what is one area of learning that you really enjoy outside of school? So I just love learning in general, and I love to read. And I love to read about like different cultures and different peoples and their experiences. Um, so a big thing for me this year and in past years is I'm learning more about Indigenous peoples and looking at the wisdom that they bring um, and just acknowledging that they're children of God also and they were put on this land to steward the earth. And so what can we, um, especially we as Christians, how can we build relationships and learn and work alongside with them? If you were not in education, what do you think you might have as an other choice for a career i i'm already thinking i might know <laughs> just thinking about uh what you've studied in the past and uh, but what would what would you do so before coming into teaching as i mentioned when i was little i had all these other dreams so the first big dream when i was five was to become a cardiologist and then i wanted to study marine biology uh, i had thought about psychiatry I had thought about pharmacy and accounting. Um, before even becoming a teacher here at VCS, I went to Carver um, and visited the librarian there and talked to her about her job because I was thinking of becoming a school librarian. <laughs> so, but yeah, with my love of like learning about other people and I have a heart for people who are marginalized in our society, um, so I'd probably be working in some sort of nonprofit sector, um, maybe still working with children and youth. Well, that is quite the variety of job <laughs> <Yeah>. options. <laughs> Very diverse, right? <laughs> but that, well, and then when you started talking about pharmacy, I'm like, oh, you and Lisa could start a pharmacy yeah. together. <laughs> that runs in my family. That's why. Now, you mentioned your love of reading, which is, uh, which is always inspiring for me to hear about. Can you give us a book recommendation, one that you've read recently or maybe one of your all-time faves? Yeah, so the last couple of years, I've been really taking stock of what I'm reading and whose voice and whose experience am I reading and trying to read from diverse authors. So even in my classroom, I'm tr I was talking to the kids about reading from different protagonists, reading from different authors. So a book that I came across last year, uh, it's geared towards middle school and high school, but adults can enjoy it too, is called Ancestor Approved. And I plan to do uh, a read aloud for this book with my class later this year. But what I love about it is that the whole story takes place in one day at one event but every chapter is written by a different Indigenous writer, whether they are from Canada or from the United States. And so the whole book is a piece of collaborative fiction. And um, so every, every kind of section is a sh like a short little story on its own. You don't have to read the whole book to understand it. 
But you have characters from like one chapter entering another, or little threads and jokes that pop up throughout the whole work, which I find really fascinating. And I'm curious about how those authors were able to collaborate on a novel, on a book of short stories. Um, so the story is set um, at a powwow. And so there's different people who are um, traveling to the powwow, who are selling items, who are dancing, who are returning, and they've been away for so long. It's really heartfelt. Um, it made me cry. It made me laugh. Um, so, yeah, I read that was my summer reading last year, and I would read it again. I, I, that sounds so intriguing to me. I think it's, it's, I'm going to add that one to my list for sure. And then we were talking about how they, how would they be able to collaborate? What a great thing to look at, uh, you know, when you're talking about collaboration with your Yeah, There's a, a dog that shows up in almost like every, every part of the book. But um, if you've never been to a powwow or if you've never really been around like um, markets with indigenous peoples, like it's a great book to learn about that culture and life. And if you have been, you will get all the little jokes and references. Interesting. So it'd be, be interesting to read it before having that information and then do it again afterwards. That's sounds like a great book. Definitely going to be on my reading list. Well, we're winding up our, our time with you, and this has been great. And we want to end with this question. What is one deep hope or dream that you have for our middle schoolers? So this is a message that I have shared with my students all year that I want them to take away from. And I, I think this is what we all want for the kids at VCS um, whose families have chosen to put them here, is that they recognize how much God loves them for who they are and accept that love and that they love themselves. And then they spread that love um, into the world. Annika, this has been really wonderful. So fun to get to know you a little bit better. I think about our school's mission statement of transformation and service, and I think you really embody that so well. Thank you so much for being a part of our team, and thank you for chatting with us today. Thank you for having me. That was such a great conversation with Annika, and I have to say one thing I appreciate about her is her dedication to ensure that there are always connections to the first people's principles of learning in her lessons. And she has such a heart for our Indigenous brothers and sisters and is willing to share her knowledge and resources with her colleagues as well as with her students. She is so impressive in just her level of thoughtfulness. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to beat Ms. Annika Brandt in terms of the deep thinking that goes into planning and pedagogy and theory around learning. So we so appreciate her and uh, her heart. And I know that came out in the conversation. I hope you enjoyed that, parents. Our next staff interview will be with our first male teacher on the podcast. <laughs> That's a Mr. Tang. And by the way, before we move on from Ms. Brandt, uh, once again, we do want to celebrate her birthday this week. So once again, another happy birthday to you, Ms. Brandt. Well, thank you for listening. We so appreciate your support. We'd encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a future episode and encourage other parents to do the same. And remember, you can always contact us at any time at mdeboeradvancias.org or tkvadvancias.org. Remember to send us your comments and feedback about the show. And our next Spin It to Win It draw for a family 
prize pack will happen at the end of February, which is coming up sooner than you think, uh, which will include a $60 gift card for Boston Pizza, the book, How to Hug a Porcupine, Negotiating the Prickly Points of the Tween Years, and some other fun family items. And by the way, if you are a student listening into our podcast, we'd love to hear from you as well. Let us know what you are enjoying about the pod. We are humbled and grateful for the opportunity to serve your children each day, parents. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you again next weekend. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. I'm here in the back of the building. It's a lunch break. There's a little bit of snow on the ground, and I'm standing with VCS's newest student. How are you today? Great. What's been one of the biggest surprises for you since coming to Canada? It's very free. Oh wow. Okay, well that's good news. And what do you think of what do you think about Vancouver's weather so far? Great. <laughs> that's amazing because we hardly ever see the sun and you still feel very positive about it. Don't you miss seeing the sun sometimes? No. Oh wow. Well, welcome here. We're glad to have you here. How how are you feeling, sir? Bad. Is that because you uh, you decided not to make a lunch today? No, it's because I'm getting recorded. Oh. <laughs> well, you're doing really well so far, if it makes any uh, difference. But, yeah. Um, now, can we, as a group, help this person? I won't say his name. Think about what it would be the easiest lunch in the morning to make that takes, like, one minute to make. Ketchup. A spoonful of... <laughs> Ketchup. Ketchup. Okay. Like KBJ? Sandwich. Ke- sandwich. Oh, yeah. sandwich. Sandwich. Making a sandwich. What? Like something pre-made. In- instant noodles. Okay. It it can't it can't be microwave though, right? Boiling water. Okay. Your your friends are helpfully suggesting boiling water. <laughs> My suggestion, my suggestion for the easiest possible, you might not like this, but give it a chance, a bag of baby carrots. No. <laughs> nah. They're crunchy and they fill you up. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Wow. You want to sing a song? Okay. I, I'm still recording, so you just go for it. That was beautiful. That really touched my heart in a special way. Wow, grade six girls, that's amazing. Are there any other singers in the crowd? You. Oh no, I can't, I could not. I, I couldn't match that, I couldn't match that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I will pass on that, but thank you. What What's going on, girl? Oh, is there another song coming? Okay, let's. My Little Pony. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. My, my Little, little pony. pony. My Little Pony. I don't know. You touched my heart. You are amazing singers. Thank you. <laughs> Sing Elmo again. Oh, Elmo. La, 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 la. That was great. American Idol. I'll see you there. All right. That was, that was wonderful, wonderful singing really really touched and impacted by that 
grade six girls having a lot of fun together. I love that. The, the field has a dusting of snow on it. Let's go out and uh, talk to some people who are we're kind of walking around out there to see what they think. Hello. Hi, fellas. How are you feeling about the white stuff? It's cool, I guess. Yeah. Not that much, though. Not that much. Yeah, you're right. The listeners of the podcast don't know. How much would you say is on the ground right now? Very little. Very little. It's basically the thinnest layer possible. Has anyone slipped so far? No. Okay, well, that's good. Stay safe out there. Do you want a piece of the cracker? That is a very generous offer, but I will decline on the piece of broken cracker in your fingers. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm okay. Thanks, Appreciate that. Hey, can I take your vest and you go inside? Oh, Mr. Tinsley. Please? Okay. Thank you. Yeah, of course. No problem. There you go. I'm sure you get some things you can do. Or just Appreciate it. Thanks. That's not their real name. It's not her real name. Oh, her real name. Because it. it's one person. It's, one, it's two in one. Okay. Not two in one, it's one in one. One in one. <laughs> It is a gray and cool Wednesday morning, and I'm here with some middle schoolers, and my question today, good morning, girls. My question today, what is the latest that you ever sleep in? Uh, the latest? Yeah. I think I've probably slept in till 10.30 before. Oh, wow. Because, like, tomorrow you don't have to get up early for school, which is kind of nice. How about you? Not that early. At, not that late at all, sorry. I don't sleep in very much, now. Like, what would be... Uh, give me the time. What do you think? Like, eight, 8 o'clock? Yeah, the latest I've ever slept in, I think, is like 8.20. Oh, ouch. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess that's, that's a healthy way of living. Enjoy your quiet and peaceful morning tomorrow. Yeah, thank you. Right. Yeah. Let's ask some people over here. Oh, good morning. We've got a we've got a middle school parent here. How are you this morning? I'm good, thank you. My question for students this morning is what is the latest that you ever sleep in when you have the opportunity? Uh like after time down. <laughs> Twelve thirty. Oh wow. Okay. And how about you, Ma? I don't wanna say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll keep that confidential. <laughs> well, we'll enjoy your slow morning tomorrow, okay? Okay. Have a, have a good day. Let's go ask some of these grade eight fellows. Good morning, guys. Uh, my question today, what is the latest that you might ever sleep in? One o'clock. Wow, one o'clock p.m. I think that sets the record so far. You, sir? 11 p.m. 11 p.m.? A.M. Okay, 11 a.m. I was like, did, does he sleep the whole day? Now, I seem to remember a conversation with you, sir. I think you, you might have the record. Give us the time. 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Yeah. That's the latest? Uh, I think so. Oh, wow. Okay, not bad at all. Have a good day, guys. Have a good day. Good morning, girls. Good morning, sir. Oh, my question this morning, what is the latest that you ever sleep in? Like 11 o'clock, maybe. Okay, and what about you, sir? Um, 5.30. 5.30 a.m.? P.m. Oh, p.m. You sleep the whole day? Yeah. And then you wake up at dinner time? Uh-huh. 
Wow, that's that's what we call the night shift. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what about you, sir? Uh, I slept until 12 a.m. Yeah. Wow, wow. Well, enjoy tomorrow morning. Thanks. Yeah. Sir, before you move on, uh, what about you? What's the latest you would sleep in, do you think? The latest I want to sleep in? <laughs> Honestly, I'm not sure. Uh, Make a guess. 9 a.m., do you think? Like, the latest I'd sleep in until I wake up, like... Yeah. The most, I think, is 12. Oh, 12. Okay. Well, enjoy tomorrow morning. Have a good day, guys. Good morning. Oh, we have a middle schooler here. My question... Whoa, whoa, whoa. One moment, one moment. Quick question. What is the latest that you ever sleep in? No sleep. Uh, like sleeping in in the morning? Yeah. Um... What time do you think? Good morning. I think the latest I've ever is like 4 p.m. Wow. Wow. Basically the whole day and then your mom wakes you up for dinner. Okay. Well, enjoy tomorrow morning. All right. We're coming up to our traffic supervisor, Mrs. Bannock. Mrs. Bannock, good morning to you. How are you feeling this morning? I'm great. A little cold, a little cold. But other than that, traffic's flowing just great this morning. All right, my question of the morning for students and a few adults here is what is the latest that you ever sleep in? Oh, well, uh, 10.30. Okay, that, that's living large. That's living large. Yay, when I can, 10.30 a.m. All right, okay, well, enjoy your next sleep in. Have a great day. Awesome. <laughs> oh, good morning, fellas. Hey, my question of the morning, what is the latest that you ever sleep in? 12. 12. What about you? 10.30. Okay. Well, enjoy those sleep-ins tomorrow, fellas. Good morning, sir. Hey, my question of the morning. What is the latest that you ever sleep in? Um, the latest that I've ever slept that I remember, I think it was like 12. 12. That's pretty impressive. What about you? What's the latest that you ever sleep in? Haha. <laughs> 7. I'm a kid. 7 a.m.? Yeah, it's because I... No, 7 p.m. Oh, oh um, usually 5. Like 5 a.m.? Yeah, that's when I wake up. Every day? Yes. Even on holidays and days like yeah. tomorrow? Yes. Wow. Okay. What do you... I'm curious. What do you do at that time? Do you have a, a long bath or what do you do? Just wake up and play games. Play games. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk to a couple more grade sixes. What about you, sir? What? What is the latest that you ever sleep in? Uh, I don't really sleep in. Like, like how, like what's the latest and you sleep late then? So tomorrow, tomorrow as an example, there's no school, right? So what time do you think you will wake up and get out of bed? Uh, my latest, I woke up at 9. 9 a.m. 9 a.m. is a personal record. What about you, sir? Can I do like the latest time that I slept? I, I would love to hear it. 2. 2 p.m.? 2 a.m. Oh, oh, that was the last time, the latest you ever went to bed. Oh, you went to sleep. Okay, that's interesting. That would be an interesting question, too. The longest uh, time staying up. Let's talk to a couple other grade sixes. What's the latest that you've ever slept in? Uh, when I uh, was when I go to school. That's a sleep in for you. Yes. So you're actually getting up at 7.30? I don't know. But that's sleeping in for you. 
good. So when you have a holiday, like tomorrow, there's no school, will you get up even earlier, do you think? Probably. Wow. I wish I had your drive and determination. Amazing. Good morning, Mrs. Lean. Good morning, Miss Suen. Hey, I have a question for you. What is the latest that you ever sleep in, Miss Suen? Currently? Uh, sure, yeah. Let's say you've got a day off. What do you think would be the latest for you? Uh, 6.30. 6.30 a.m. Wow. Um, what a machine. Okay. Well, have a great day. Enjoy your sleep in, quote unquote, sleep in tomorrow. I will. I really will. <laughs> I'm here with some six TAs, and my question of the morning, my question, girls, it's simply, what's the latest that you ever sleep in? Would, would you be willing to answer that one? Latest that you ever sleep in? I don't sleep in. So like 7 a.m. no matter what? Exactly. Wow. Weekday or... Let's say it's tomorrow and there's no school. What do you think? You, what, how late do you think you might sleep in? 12. Wow. Enjoy that. That's some... Into two. Whoa, that's going a bit far. Okay, and what about you? Twelve. Twelve. Enjoy tomorrow morning. It's going to be heavenly. No, I have a headache when I wake up. <laughs> okay. Hey, Miss Tang, oh, if you have a holiday, I know it's hard to get in that headspace right now, but summer day, nothing going on. What would be the latest that you could ever sleep in, do you think? Mm, depends. I think probably... I feel like about eight or nine because I want, I want to get that top water bite for fishing. <laughs> nice. Okay, well, enjoy today.